today here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Trace Nichols and her brother, Chris Cruzy. Chris from PMPC Direct. Before we get started, guys, I'm going to tell everyone who's coming up on the show next week. We have Ryan Walker from a company called Differential. They're a, uh, I guess you'd call them a software development company that develops people's software project ideas for a piece of the action. And he doesn't charge them anything up front to do the software development. Then on Friday the 9th, the week from today, we're going to have Rich Arnold. He is the president, longstanding, of the Sharonville Chamber of Commerce. And uh, on the 15th of August, we're going to have Dean Gregory from the Montgomery Inn Boathouse. And uh, we have a, an assortment of other guests coming up later in the summer and into September. We've got a great schedule coming up. Uh, another upcoming event on Wednesday, August 14th, we have a first-time event for us for me here in Cincinnati. We're doing a, a special luncheon program at the Clovernick Country Club. It's called Are You a Hunter or Are You a Farmer? It's a program designed to help people grow their book of business and get out of their comfort zones. If you're interested in learning more about it, please contact Carmen here at my office at 513-753-9400, extension 101. The program is on August 14th at the Clovernick Country Club from 11.30 to 1. This is a high-level networking and great business education program that we're putting on. Okay. Now, a little bit about Tracy Nichols. You ready for this, Tracy, as I introduce you to everybody? Yes. Okay. Chris, don't feel left out because you're going to have to have a live. (laughs) Tracy started PM slash PC Direct at her kitchen table in 2003. That's the first place I'm going to stop. What does the initials mean, Tracy? The PM is project management, uh-huh. and the PC is project controls. Okay. Uh, so the direct, it's all intentional. So the direct, it's project management. A project controls person is like an assistant project manager. Mm-hmm. So in the industry, I've been doing, I've been in this business for 20 plus years, 25 years almost, and um, worked for a lot of really good project managers as a project control specialist. So uh, in 2003, I decided to go out on my own, do some consulting directly for um, consumer products manufacturing facilities, managing their cost, managing their time, helping order equipment, construction, engineering. Um, so that's how at least I got started. So that's what PMPC stands for, direct okay. to the stakeholder. To me, it got a little confusing the first time I read it. Right away, I was, I was into the personal computer business. And uh-huh. I think, what does this project management have to do with personal computers? Nothing. Yeah. Let's see, you started it in 2003. Today you have over you have a staff of 16 people, revenues over $2 million. You provide project management services to nearly any kind of manager or firm that's working to complete changes to a project. The company is currently working on becoming a certified in government contracting. The toughest challenge has come from balancing the amount of work we have with the number of people we have on your staff. The expertise is project management, project controls, project engineering, and consulting. Uh, hobbies, you like to stay involved with the community, riding motorcycles, <laughs> and, uh, active lifestyle with your husband and four boys. Stay involved with the community. Come down and join the downtown Rotary Club. <laughs> Great group. I've been a member there for 15 years. Always looking for new members. A little bit more about the company. In Well, let's, let's, let's talk to Chris. What's your background? How'd you get here? My background is that Tracy is my sister. (laughs) (laughs) He's also my business partner. Okay. So in uh, 2008, I joined with Tracy at her kitchen table. Mm -hmm. And we, we started off just working on regular projects to, um, you know, basically to, to pay our rent. 
construction um, projects. Was, yeah, there was no there was no intention for anything else other than to quality of life, be able to spend time with our kids, and being mm-hmm. a single father with a couple of kids that was really important. It gave me the flexibility to spend time with them and and stuff like that. But I came in 2008, and then we just stuck with it and started rolling together. Now I'm currently, my title is Vice President COO. So Chief Operating Officer? Mm-hmm. No, Chief <laughs> Chief Operations Officer. Oh, okay. You never know what the initials mean. Yeah, I know. There's so many of them. Right. <laughs> I go look them up. Here at San Luis, we have a, a, a rule that if you're going to use an industry-specific buzzword, you have to explain it before you use it so it doesn't confuse everybody. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. That's a real good idea. Because when a prospect gets confused, they, their, their brain hits the off switch. You can see their eyes glaze over. You are, you're incorporating all the facets of project controls into a complete service package. Today, your company provides more than just a single uh, piece to project managers. Uh, quick, quickly approaching a, a decade in the business, Tracy's processes have proven to be a major success. PM PC Direct continues to blaze ahead of the competition and what they do, and they operate in a niche market where your company is the only company that offers the ultimate bundle. Yes. That that requires, I think, some explanation, Tracy. So the project controls aspect of managing a project, and we're like assistant project managers, so we we do the forensics of the managing our cost, time, schedules. Um, So... We PMPC, the niche part of it is that we do all the pieces. There are some projects, like construction firms, might have a scheduler who puts the plan together. Mm-hmm. They might have a cost engineer who estimates the project and then manages the cost. And then they work with an engineering firm who have their own staff of schedulers and cost managers. But what PMPC does is we work directly for the stakeholder. We don't work for the engineering firms or the construction firms, and we do all of it. We we manage the time with the schedule and the cost with the cost engineering just to ensure that your project's not going to be 50% spent and only 25% complete. Mm-hmm. So there's a time and money ratio there that we manage more holistically together. Um, every project needs a really good schedule, and every project um, starts out with a budget but can quickly go sideways if you're not monitoring your time and you're not monitoring the change management. So we do the details of that and then offer that back to our – typically we work for manufacturing facilities of consumer products. That's Those are our biggest clients. So if they're going to install a, a, a new process, uh, we order the equipment for them. We work with construction to get it installed, engineers to design it. So that's more holistically an overall project from cradle to grave. So as opposed to working for the construction companies, you work for the end users are your clients. Yes, the overall stakeholder, the 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 customer, if you will, the, the manufacturing facility that's going to install the new line that's going to make the new product. Or, you know, we've worked on a lot of projects um, where they've built a whole new manufacturing facility. So we work with the engineering to, to design it you know, work with construction to install the equipment. Mm-hmm. One of my clients many years ago built some Crisco plants for oh, yeah. Procter & Gamble. Yeah, Procter & Gamble is one of our biggest clients, and we've done a lot of work down at the Ivorydale facility where the Crisco is as well. I've done work in Crisco. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you knew, Al. You recently added something new called the Project Management Institute Registered consultant program. Can you tell our listeners what that is? Yeah, the Project Management Institute is a world-recognized um, organization that trains and has uh, has really good criteria on how to manage a project. They have, what, five, five or six different certifications? Yeah, there's several um, of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can get a certification in managing projects for construction. There are some so some of the certifications can uh, some of the more junior project managers like an assistant project manager, they're, they it's a couple different. It's PMI is the is the organization that, you know, typically it's known by. But it's Project Management Institute. Mm-hmm. So, right now most of our employees are working towards getting their PMP, which is Project Management Professional. So that's a big certification. We've got few of our employees that the new hires, they're just they're coming in the early 20s. We do a lot of training for them, and they're going for the um, I can't remember. certified in uh, product, uh, certified associates in project management. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the first level. That's an interesting idea. It seems to be parallel to what Sandler's been doing the last few years. They've developed this is the fifth generation of uh, 
e-learning systems, they are now allowing clients to become certified in the sandless selling system at bronze, silver, gold, platinum levels, mm-hmm. a set of certifications in sales, a set of certifications in management, separate from certification in negotiating with the savvy buyer, as well as several others. So certification is something that I know I believe in. In fact, that here in the state of Ohio, there are only two sandless certified people, to the best of my knowledge, myself and my associate up in Columbus. So we bring something, I'm going to call it special to the table. Certification is an important process, and I think uh, it's long overdue in sales. Yeah, well, the, the, yeah, the, the continuing education is very powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's certifications and it's all, it's always important to get out there and to see what you can do. But continuing education is what what keeps your keeps the company rolling forward. It's one of the key ingredients. And Sandler enlisted a company called Cornerstone for the learning management system components. And it's put our own front end on it mm-hmm. so that we have complete transcript control of people. Mm-hmm. We know what they've, they've done. We know what, what the scoring on the tests are. And they know where they are. So it's a uh, it's a wonderful step forward in the world of selling to have a certification that can be offered to individuals. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it, I, I think what it does, uh, we, we, a lot of our employees who have um, degrees, mostly business or finance majors, mm-hmm. We've hired quite a few just out of college lately, and I think it helps them continue, you know, now that they're in the mindset of continuing education, it helps them become more credential savvy as they move forward into the project management field. It just adds to their degrees. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Tracy has agreed to take calls, so if you want to call in, we'll be able to screen the calls during the breaks. The telephone number is 646 646- Five nine five four nine one six. We have time for one more question, Tracy. Uh, how did you get into this product project management line of work? Well, I, I actually started working at an engineering firm in uh, 1988 uh, while I was going to school for English and creative writing. Mm-hmm. So very different left brain, right brain kind of thinking. Um, and I really liked it. I, I worked at an engineering firm, really enjoyed uh, putting schedules together, engineering schedules. So that's where my background basically came from. Mm-hmm. Then I quit school and then ended up doing this full time. Uh, so and then I worked for some construction companies. And then I got the idea that I think I don't want to work for engineering anymore. I don't want to work for construction. I want to work directly for the stakeholders. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a unique market niche. We're going to take a... Uh short commercial break here, and we're going to listen to uh, Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club, which is the uh, networking group that I sponsor for him here in uh, Cincinnati. The next Tip Club meeting is August 15th. That's Thursday, August 15th at 7.30 a.m. Jimmy, why don't you come on and tell us about Tip Club? I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event.
This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Tracy Nichols and her brother, Chris Cruzy. Yep. Before we get any deeper into the show, Tracy, why don't you tell our listeners who may have a project management issue they want to talk to you about or find more about your company, how do they do that? They can call us at 513-492-9250, or they can look us up on www.pnpcdirect.com. Good. Tracy, how do you go to market? How do you find new clients? Um, well, that, well, that's one thing we've kind of struggled with um, in the last couple of years. Um, you must be doing something right. If you, you're up to well, 16 employees. Well, it's word employees. of mouth. It, it's really word of mouth. We do really good work. And I think the whole niche of a project manager being able to have a one-stop shop place where he can come, he or she can come, and and um, we would help them with all their needs for, for the project management. And it's it's spread like wildfire. I mean, it is it's amazing that you know we get on a project and we do really really well. We'll have team different teams on projects. Some are small, some are large. We get programs, so big programs that consist of many different projects. Um, and then uh, it's just word of mouth. It's it, it, we're actually trying to figure out you know balancing the projects that we have now with the people. That's mm-hmm. always a challenge. Sure, gotta keep now that. how do we launch ourselves? beyond that and then balance the people and the projects that we could potentially have. Mhm. I think uh, in in our projects that we do, we've 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 surpassed uh, our end users expectations as to what they needed done with their projects and such. Mhm. Can you share the total number of unique customers that you've worked with over the years? We worked with construction. What, what, the construction industry. So, are there hundreds of customers, or a few dozen customers, or, or a thousand customers? It, it really depends on the project. Some of the projects will have different in large large construction firms. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if you're looking for names, but like no, a no, no. or something like that. No, but like the project down at the casino. Did they have a firm like yours working? No, no. no as a matter of fact, they should have had a firm like. I, I actually use as an example of this of what we do. I use the stadium project. Oh, they were awful, weren't they? Yeah, because yeah. it was you know, way over budget and you know way off course of time. You know, and I I read some details about um, the logistics of their project management. Um, and I think a good example is uh, the garbage cans. You know, they estimated the project. Um, at a at a dollar value for garbage cans, and then later the the cost of the garbage cans were double, and nobody yeah. approved that or nobody analyzed that. That's how they got themselves in trouble. And they take longer to make, and so it's if you don't have good controls for managing your time and your cost, it it, w- it will go sideways. Mm. I heard a lot of our stories about yeah. the construction of the Paul Brown Stadium. Uh, why do you think people buy from you, employ your company? We do we do a really good job. Yeah, you know, I think our great... our end results are are we have uh, we have individuals that are waiting to use us. Really, um, and that that's the struggle is that uh, once we start on a project and we work with uh, the project managers, they get very excited and very uh, they want to use us more and more. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where our our success comes from is the end result. Okay, and you have people. Uh, lined up to to use your services because your project management capacity is full. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say that we're full, but I would say that that it always seems to be when a project's coming to an end, there's another one or two more that are opening up, and that's mm-hmm. what that's what's built our success is that we've exceeded their expectations, so they are eager to have us working on on the next project mm-hmm. or or a new project. And I think a lot of it has to do with our staff too. We have some really good good employees. We have some people that um, are very accountable, very driven, believe in PMPC, and they believe in the in the work at PMPC. So I think that goes a long way as well. They work great with the clients. Um, they build a relationship, and I always encourage them. You know, you're the front line. You're the very front line. So it's it's important that you build that relationship. I encourage them to become entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. So you started on the kitchen table in 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is your office today? What part of town? Mason, Ohio. Mason's no longer on the kitchen table. No, it is, and I can't. Actually, we moved to my basement after we brought in three or four more people, and it was getting crowded there. So then we, we ended up renting a space in Mason, Ohio. Okay. So. And you're not project managing building your own building, are you? No, we're not there yet. Okay. Uh what is the unique market advantage or marketing advantage for your company, Tracy? One one stop shopping. Yeah. We integrate 
every facet of a project into one one area. Um, you, you don't have to shop around. You don't have to uh, go out and get a scheduler. You don't have to go out and get people that are going to help you with ordering your equipment and such. You, you, you basically give us a definition of what you need done, and uh, we take it from there with with um, input from uh, the stakeholders as to what they, what, how they want to go, what they want to do, and uh, we take care of it from there. And I, I think most uh, most people out there would find that as a relief mm-hmm. yeah, to not have to helped. worry about that. It's helped. Um, and we provide to them. We want our project managers to be successful. We, we, so we provide to them. Our deliverable to them is um, just you know the bottom line of all of the details. Uh, are you on, are you on time? Am I under budget? Am I you know we we consult them of course for decisions, but for the most part we we manage all the forensic details that they we don't let them see just because you know they're off they're, they they need to be project managers. Yeah, and their direct their success is directly related to our success. Mm-hmm. So we are. I would say it gives us a good opportunity to satisfy our clients, and at the same time, we are directly related to the success of every project because of the fact that it's our success, too. Mm-hmm. I've had project managers say to me, your your team is the glue that holds this project together. And those, are, those are the words you want to hear. Sure. So you work on both new construction projects as well as... Uh, existing facilities mm-hmm. changing. Yeah, yeah, and they wouldn't have to necessarily be construction. I mean, any yeah. you know, any kind of a project that you would have, I would say that you probably, for a firm like us, you would probably want something that would take a little bit of time. I mean, not like a two-week. Well, project something, or like, something uh, like that. Fifth Third changing lo- their logo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those are things that hundreds all those, of locations. The right. systems that Tracy's established and built our business on can be reapplied and. Almost everything. You could think of everything that you've ever done that took a little bit of time in your life. We can reapply all the, the processes that we use. Hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, so do you have salespeople or am I talking to the sales team? <laughs> no, we, no, we don't have salespeople per se. We, uh, Sarah, she does our, our business development, mm-hmm. um, which, just entails a lot, which entails a lot more than sales. But as far as really a sales team, and we haven't crossed that yet, and I wouldn't even know how to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not much of a sales. It's black or white to me. And <laughs> you need me or you don't need me. I'm here for you to make you successful, and that's about all the sales I know. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Uh, in several construction companies, uh, where they had a sales team and a project management team, over the years I've seen this happen many more times than once. Uh, if the company gets involved with Sandler training by the end of the third year project management team is dramatically outproducing in sales the sales team. And um, invariably, everyone on the sales team goes over the hill, yeah. if you would. Uh, let's see. We have time for one more question. Again, if you want to call in, uh, 646-595-4916. Uh, what are the obstacles that you see in the marketplace for your growth, if any? Honestly, I, with the economy the way that it has been in the last few years, and the success that we've gone through, I really think that our business is recession-proof. I, I think that we have we have so many. I think everybody needs people like us, and every company, maybe not individuals, but every company needs people like us. And when they find us, um, they they reach out to us and and want to keep a hold of us. So there are obstacles for like you know um, advancing and expanding a little bit, but at the same time. Um, I think we have quite a few um, few things out there. I don't think there's anything in particular that really stands in our way no, other than us. Typically, the clients that we have, the, the, the organizations that we work with, the project managers, their companies are going to be on a – they're some of the larger corporations. So they're going to be on a five-year capital spend plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how we were able to bridge the last few years, bringing in employees and not laying people off and, you know, becoming more successful financially because we married up with some good uh, good corporations that have that broader picture of planning their capital spend. So we got involved in programs, programs which contain many projects. So those are long-term. We mm-hmm. just we were fortunate enough in the last um, couple of weeks to, to procure two, um, one it's coming up in the future programs, which probably will keep us, and I know you talked about the five-year plan, mm-hmm. keep us busy, the current staff, and quite possibly more staff, 
in the next three to five years. Well, that's great that you can look that far out. Yes. So we, we actually sat down last week and we looked at our forecast of, of people and projects and some of the new things that we're we're working on now. And it looks like we're gonna we're gonna be be pretty pretty live for about three to five years. Good. Let's take a, a short commercial break here and we'll be right back after these messages. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. Okay, this is Mike Roth and Tracy Nichols and our brother Chris Cruzy. And uh, before we go on, we we do have a caller, uh, caller Sarah. Uh, Can you hear us? I can. Good. You have to speak up a little bit. Uh, I don't have a a solid body of control on you. Uh, You have a question for Tracy or Chris or both? I have a question for both of you guys. It sounds like you're doing a lot of things within the larger industries in Cincinnati, a lot of things for the big major firms in our area. Are you guys doing anything to help out with the local community? Hi, Sarah. Yes, yes, we are. Um, Actually, at the beginning of 2013, PMPC um, presented the Hug the World Foundation. The Hug the World Foundation is a nonprofit um, organization that brings multiple advocates together with multiple causes. Um, the Hug the World Foundation is designed really to coordinate, facilitate, plan um, events that bring um, multiple causes together um, so that it exposes to major advocates. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yes, we, we felt like with PMPC, you know, obviously PMPC started at my kitchen table. Um, I did not expect PMPC to grow the way it did. Um, so I, I quickly became overwhelmed with its financial success. Um, so my whole thinking was that I needed to give that back. I mm-hmm. needed to return that to the community. Chris and I both um, had agreed a long time ago. I think I, I took it too far. Mm-hmm. I, I was, every, every chance I got, I was... Doing something, you know, doing something for the community or, or charity events or putting something on. And Chris would always tell me, Tracy, you can't hug the world. You just can't hug the world. So I, this, that, that organization is in spite of Chris. <laughs> yes, I can't hug the world. Okay. Is that, is that a charity that, that you guys created? Or? Yes. we found. I, I'm the founder and Chris is the co-founder. Okay. That's good. Did we answer your question, Sarah? Yes. Thank you guys so much. Good. Thanks for calling in, Sarah. All righty. Okay. So what do you think the long-term possibilities and opportunities are for PMPC? Uh, Long-term. Long-term. I think the next step is we're actually renting our uh, the the top floor of um, a building. We're we're getting a little cramped in there. And I think our next step long-term 
is going to be to buy the building. Yeah, you know, we, we've, we've got a growth plan the next three to five years um, to continue on a steady, maybe add a few more resources. Um, and, of course, we're consultant-based, so the more resources we have, um, you know, the more, you know, the more work we're going to get. So um, I think that's our that's our long-term for PNC. Yeah, hire anyway. more people, get more projects, move forward. How many people could you get in the building if you bought it? Um, we have a whole downstairs that we have. Yeah, in, there could so be quite a few. There, could, I would we, say that we could probably get to fifty reasonably. Mm-hmm. We've got sixteen right now, and and we have some space on on the floor we're on, so we could probably add four or five more bodies comfortably yeah. up there. So we do our own project to you know redo, re, 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 rearrange it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rearrange it. So. You, you might have to talk to John Carroll over at Aquarius. I was talking to him. He was one of our first guests on the show last year. And I got the time he had 12 employees, and now he's got something like 55 employees. They're tripping over each other, yeah. and they're uh, landlocked in the building that they're in. Well, I think that's one of the things I stress about the most. It you know, keeps me up at night is how do I continue to ensure that the projects are getting the benefit of um, the, you know, the service of the employees without overwhelming the employees? So it's always a... It's always a kind of a gamble, you know. How do we manage the projects and manage the people? And, and you know, we do a lot for our employees. You know, what we do is hard work. It's very hard work. Mm-hmm. So we have like uh, free day Fridays. So on there are certain Fridays we close the doors at one o'clock and we have a grill out or we'll have some kind of you know down day Friday down day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are the kinds of things um, that builds morale. It, it does. Yeah. It does build morale. We we encourage cross training. So we have. People that we've hired that are cost engineers by trade, mm-hmm. but they're learning the scheduling aspect of it. It gives them a, a more holistic view of the project. It helps them understand their their coworkers' responsibilities in in their job, and I think people appreciate that more. Um, and also, I encourage cross training because you know if work slows down and and I have work in scheduling and I've got cost engineers available, they they need to know how to schedule. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the direction that I'm taking the employees is be entrepreneurial, work with your clients, cross-train yourself, get continue your education. Um, we're real big on on and helping the employees move forward. Well, one of the things that Tracy's really good at is uh, she's very forward-thinking. So she'll spend a lot of time, you know, analyzing the future of certain things. So I, I would say that, knock on wood, uh, most of the things that have come up, we have been prepared for and ready for because we're thinking into the future. Tracy does a lot of forecasting and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I worry. That, that kind of le- I worry a lot. <laughs> that kind of leads to one of my theses that uh, we've learned in business that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong, mm-hmm. uh, seriously flawed. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you need an equally complex solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps you could share with our listening audience, other CEOs and presidents like yourself, a complex problem that you guys ran into and the equally complex solution that you came up with that might be able to transfer to another industry. I think a complex, the most complex problems we have is, like I just stated, m- maintaining the, the workload and the resources. We don't want to lay people off. Mm-hmm. So... That's the most complexity that we have moving forward. Our work practices and our work processes, they're not complex, so I really couldn't speak to those. But I think it is more to do with the people, especially from a consulting, a service, you know, when you provide a service and you've got your consultant. um, And I think the complex solution, and and again, it's how do we strategize that forward where we've got people cross-training themselves, we've got people that are, you know, continuing their education, you know, so I think it's really keeping the resources, um, you know, yeah, I think polished. That, yeah, the most complex thing that we deal with is that our business isn't isn't just widgets. It's most of the projects that we have are several months into the future, and sometimes years into the future. And the best way is to be able to to balance that project time with that resource with future projects, future resources, and it's a very complex. Um, if you think about it, it's pretty complex, but it's always being able to be on top of that. So it's not like just a solution. It's an ongoing solution. 
Mm-hmm. So it's a daily thing that we have to revisit and keep an eye on. And, and we're thinking six months to a year in the future mm-hmm. on mostly everything that we're doing. So Yeah, and we, we, we do find complexity in some of the projects because the project, the scope of the projects change. So mm-hmm. some are more complex. So that, again, lends to the continuing education, cross-training, understanding all facets of your job and your and your, your co-worker's job. What was one of the most complex projects that you worked on? We built a plant. Yeah. Yeah, we built a plant that isn't that plant from real estate to yeah. to to the people the issuing the purchase requisitions and POs to the people to actually fly out there and look at the site yeah. all the way to the point where so yeah. the plant wasn't here in the Cincinnati marketplace. No. No. It wasn't in the Cincinnati area. No. Do your people regularly visit the uh, the sites or the customer premises? Yeah. 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 Some of the ones that are a little farther away, less frequent, but closer mm-hmm. ones, they're they're they go weekly, maybe every other other week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just important for the staff to be on site and working with the engineering and the construction, and then the, the of course the, the manufacturing folks. So it's full integral part of of managing that project. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to hire someone tomorrow, mm-hmm. what are the factors you would take into account in making that decision on who to hire? I always I always take in like personality and work performance uh, as more work ethic maybe mm-hmm. um, because I really truly feel that if you have a really good work ethic you can do almost anything I think we lean more towards hiring a little bit more experience um, maybe a college degree of some type but at the same time I wouldn't want to discourage anybody that may not have everything from pursuing something that you know that we could definitely help them out. We've hired a lot of people that um, giving them opportunities that didn't have, you know, college degrees, and mm-hmm. and they've really embraced the whole. They've made a career for themselves. So characters, characters, one of the important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think characters like the most. Yeah, character. Because you have to in this in this in this industry, you have to be entrepreneurial. I mean, and I have to trust you. And we've had a few that we we made bad choices on, and and you know when I'm allowing folks to you know work their flex time or work with their clients, you know we've we've had some not so pleasant things happen, um, and that always that's always a crusher for us. Cause mm-hmm. We want to give people the opportunity. Yeah, but you can't force them to go through that door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not. So, so in staffing your company, do you have reserve people? In the IT world, they would call it on-the-bench people that are, you can always throw in. Well, our cross-trained individuals, like Tracy was saying, you, know, you okay, cross-train right. people, and they get into a mm-hmm. situation. The more cross-trained people are, the more reserves we have. The more, and um, the longer they'll be with PMPC because yeah. the you know the work, and it depends. There's some so we have we have a lot of large programs that calls that calls for all all the pieces of the project management, you know, the mm-hmm. cost, the schedule, the equipment management, um, but. But then we have small little projects that you know I need a scheduler. Now we don't we don't we're not like headhunters or we don't like right, right. placement agency. But we might have a project where uh, you know where we have a project where a project manager says I have a small little project and I need a little plan put together. Mm-hmm. Well, you know one of our employees who's currently working on a project might be a few hours for him to do. He'll pull a schedule together and work with that project manager. So we have a lot of employees on multiple projects, some small and then some larger. While we're talking about employees, uh, what kind of turnover do you experience? Not very. I don't think we've ever done the numbers as to what our turnover rate are is, but it would have to be a fraction. I don't. It's rarely... so the first few employees that you hired, are they still with you? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so after have... Chris, I, I I hired two employees, and they're currently there. Um, one of the employees has gone back to school. You know, at least got the associates and moving to certifications. The other employee, he's now a PM, PMP certified. So they those two, and then we haven't lost anybody. We haven't. You know, usually either they leave on their own. I think we've it's had mutually agreed. We've upon had two sometimes. where we had trouble where we had yeah. we had to let them go. So out of let's see. 20, 22 people or whatever, we've had, you know, a couple quit and then a couple we had to let go. But that's over 10 years, so that's exceptionally mm-hmm. old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's they're great. very loyal. Very loyal. They will be, we, I can't even remember last time someone, when was the last time someone left? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't. put them first. We really do because they're they're the front line. So we're going to take a uh, another short commercial break here, and then we're going to listen to a Sam rule, and then we're going to be right back with... Tracy and Chris.
Hi, I'm Gary Harvey with Sandler Training. I'm here to discuss with you today rule number four, a decision not to make a decision is making a decision. Have you ever yourself, have you gone out shopping for something, you had a salesperson show you whatever it is you're looking for, you really have an interest to buy but you're not really sure. Flip side, you may actually realize you really don't want to buy it but you don't want to hurt their feelings. So you use the most proverbial words in sales that salespeople don't want to hear but they're willing to accept called the proverbial think it over. I'm a firm believer in all the salespeople that I have coached throughout my career that that really is a code for the word a slow no. I had a client recently that was proposing a fairly large project to a prospect. The prospect said, gee, it looked interesting. We have a lot of interest in what you're offering. And by the way, we really like you. So one of the things that made him feel like I've got it. So they said, let us get back to you the next week. But this looks really good, but we do need to think it over. We're a firm believer at Sandler Training that if it's going to be a think it over, nine out of ten times, it's going to be a no, but they don't want to tell you that. We're also firm believers that if it's going to be a no, we all know this intellectually, don't we? We want to know right up front. But emotionally, we don't want to hear those words. So plant your feet, stand your ground, and be willing to say to a potential client, with all due respect, Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, that decision not to make a decision really is making a decision. And it's a no in my world, and it's okay to tell me that. Mike Roth back with Tracy Nichols and our brother, Chris Cruzy. Folks, can you uh, give our listeners a leadership tip to help make them grow their companies? Well, I know it sounds cliche, but lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as a leader, I think that it's important that you take care of your employees. Um, show them uh, and train them and, and lead them um, in a way that, that they're going to feel valued as an employee. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example of that? Well, see, our um, uh, it's a bit, uh, we just talked about our um, how we've had employees you know for the last ten years stay with us mm-hmm. because I feel like the the focus needs to be on them. You know, they need to be valued. Uh, they need they need feedback. They need good feedback. They need the right training, the right guidance. Um, so I think that. Uh, by them seeing me as a leader for them to be able to come to and 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 want to learn, it makes them work harder. I feel like it, they, if they see me as a real person, I I see them as a real person, mm-hmm. sounds, not just an employee. Sounds like you have an open door policy in your company. Yes, maybe too open sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Some companies don't even have doors for managers or offices. No, I, I I firmly believe that I, I want to hear what they have to say, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I I want to help more than I probably should, but you know. Any leadership tip from Chris? Well, I agree. I agree with Tracy. I think there's nothing that uh, there's nothing that that I would expect someone else to do that I wouldn't do. So if if I'm going to ask you to spend long hours trying to work a schedule, work on a a, a project. I've done it, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll help you, and and I could do it also. So I feel like leading by example is the number one leadership tool. I mean, when I was in the military, that's that's what everybody leads by example. You mm-hmm. don't get promoted until you've done their job, and they've done your job, and you know, so on, so on. So mm-hmm. uh, again, a change of subject. Uh, do you have an internet strategy for your company? Are you using the internet to grow your company? Yeah, we we have Twitter, Facebook. Web page. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you uh, write your own web page, or you have an outside vendor? We actually had somebody create the web page, and we maintain it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we we maintain the the uh, Facebook and the Twitter, but we had somebody come in and, and lay out the web page. So, are you using your own people for search engine optimization? So people type in Project Management Cincinnati, mm-hmm. your page comes up first. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It does. Well, I haven't I tested it. comes up first. Yeah. It, 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 it'll be in the first page. I would say it's in the top five. Yeah. Okay, so you actually have someone working on that. Yeah, yeah. Scott does that for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. comes up for me, but I'm not sure if they <laughs> if it's because it's on my computer or what. Yeah. But when I web search it. Yeah, well, Google actually does some things like that. I, yeah, I didn't know if that was something there. Yeah, they figure out what computer, what IP address is searching, and they'll tend to give you the same answers. So you have to have a... A different service to randomize where you're coming from to see what other people might might see. Oh, yeah. uh, those guys at Google have gotten uh, really smart. Yeah, they have. <laughs> so you have the company now, Tracy, for, for over ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and you, you probably don't look a day over 30. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, have you thought about what your exit pl- strategy might be? <laughs> and I know you're young. People ask me that all the time. Um, my exit strategy, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I, I really, I, I, for myself personally, I think I'll be doing this forever, but I think I'll always consult, you know. I, I think it's a, it's something that there's always going to be a need, you know, for me to do. I love it. Um, I feel like I'm helping, so I think I'll always do that. But as far as, you know, the leadership at PMPC, I, I don't even know. I've never really even thought about it. Okay. She'll, she'll end up being semi-retired. She'll probably maybe take a little bit, a couple extra vacations, and uh, but she'll still. I think Tracy will always maintain that uh, you know that leadership role, even if she's not in the office daily. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way I see it now. In the future, that might all change. Well, you know, it's it's getting better. The fact that it used to be PMPC was Tracy. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it started out as me and then I trained people to help me to do it the way the work process is that I do. So it's it's interesting because maybe in the last two years, no longer Tracy, there are are multiple faces to PMPC. So I'm feeling much better about the fact that I can make choices now in my future that, you know, I always thought I would be there and I almost begrudgingly accepted that. Now I'm feeling better about it, and I'm like, and I think I I don't want to leave it, you know. But the the face of PMPC has changed. Now there are multiple faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you recognized any real changes uh, that you have to make and implement uh, to ensure your company's success in the long term? I think the number one thing, like we we talk about all the time, is is being able to cross train and 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 continue in education. I think we have to always stay ahead of that. Uh, as long as we keep doing that and and we invest as much as we do in our client and the success of their projects, we, I don't see anything that would stand in our way. You know, it's truly a consulting it's a service that we provide. Mm-hmm. So, like Chris said earlier, we don't sell widgets. So there's no plan to make a golden widget or the better widget. Um, our widget is the people. So it's in our best interest to, to ensure that you know, they're doing the best job that they can with the right tools. Exactly. So if I were to ask your 16 people to describe uh, your company culture and ask each each one to tell me the top three things about your company cult- culture, what would they tell me? Uh, I think the first thing would be family. I think they would feel like it's, it's you know, like a family, it's a family-oriented place, not just as a unit with the employees, but, you know, Chris and I, um, you know, being single parents, Chris and I understand what it takes. We have a couple of our employees that are single parents. Mm-hmm. We understand not that that's you know, but we have we understand what it takes to to the dynamics of a family. You know, working the flex time. You know, you have to take your child to school every day and you can't be in till nine. Well, you flex your time. Mm-hmm. So we're very we're very family oriented, not just for for the employees is the unit of the employees, but. Mm-hmm. That's one, family-oriented. Mm-hmm. What would two be? Quality of life, which goes hand-in-hand hand with that. But I truly think that these people are, all of us, and me included, we're doing good work. Um, we're, we're in a nice environment. Um, you have professional people. Um, you are able to be able to flex some of your time. Again, you also might have to do some late nights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not always. But they have that time to be able to... Um, make the soccer games with the kids. You know they have their their holidays and their weekends and things like that. Quality of life is is probably I would say it's probably the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Family like, quality of life and number three would be. I I I, I think education. I, I think I think that's really important. Education. Yeah, because yeah. I I really truly think that no matter if they're getting they're educating themselves to better their job or if they're educating themselves for just their own confidence. Mm-hmm. It is a, a perk that, that they get to, I mean, when you pass a class that, you know, that you've been working on and that you never really dreamed that you would do, the confidence level is just incredible. And we and compensate I, them yeah. for that. Yeah. You know, we, we compensate them that for that, for being successful, for 
for going back and getting their certifications, yeah. you know, things like that. So and there's I, an incentive there. We have a party, yeah. too. Yeah, we, have a, we all have a party. <laughs> get pizza and some cake. And, and I encourage them. It's very important that they need, again, it goes back to the quality of life, the family-oriented, the education. It's all about quality of life. We pay them well. We, we have really good health insurance. You know, we, we take care of them. We make sure that, and they take care of us. They, they are, they're accountable. Mm-hmm. They're responsible. They're, you know, we're all adults. You know, so our structure is that they 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 know who their customers are mm-hmm. and they work that. So we don't, you know, eight o'clock in and you have to leave at five. You know, we're we're, we're flexible. Well, that's good. That's good. You know, uh, Sandler believes in long-term positive reinforcement training, mm-hmm. and our slogan is uh, finding power in reinforcement. That's the way human beings learn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, exactly. So we we we've done that for a lot of a lot of folks and companies. I think we probably have time for. One more question. Uh, Tracy, what motivates you to make really tough decisions? Mm, what motivates me to make really tough decisions? Um, I, I, I think it's the people. You know, I, I, if, if I'm up against, t- depending what the decision is, you know, mm-hmm. if, it's, if, it's a, you know, if it's a tough decision about an employee, you know, what motivates me is, is you know, looking at that employee and their success. You know, I guess it depends on the situation. Um, Have you ever looked at a project and decided not to take it? Um, actually, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, is that a tough decision for you, folks? It is. It is. It, it depends. And again, I, I know I'm being very vague about my answer, but um, uh, yeah, not taking a, a project is tough because I think we can do any project. Um, I just get nervous about the resources sometimes. So it goes down. It gets down to the people. I think. Good. Tracy, Chris, I want to thank you for being uh, guests on the show today. I'm giving you a copy of uh, Dave Matson's book, uh, The 49 Sandler Rules, and uh, in there you'll find a million dollars. Definitely it's one of my million dollars. And there's a Sandler calendar in there. Uh, We have over 40 hours of classes a month and a couple of free passes. Uh, Pick a class, either a sales class or a sales management class. And, and join our folks out here to get a, a taste of what it's really all about. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thanks for uh, being with us today. And, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513 Seven five three nine four zero zero.